Yes, anyways, the number to call in is seven one. Hey, don't we have a person in the studio, Schmelke? Nobody's in studio today, only me. Uh, Schmelke, you know, people are watching you say something, and it's not true. I mean, we see it on video. Wait, wait, though, that's disgusting. Uh, well, we do see it on video, so... Um, okay. So you want me to uh, introduce him, or do you, you want to introduce him, Schmelke? I can do the introducing. Anyways, you can call in to listen. If you're not already listening, 712-432-4217 or text it 347-927-8398 for your text. And yeah, and we're going to introduce a... Well, what is he? He's a person. Oh, that, that I know. Okay, you. I'll do the introductions. All right, now we have a special uh, interview, uh, 20 minutes interview, 15 minute interview with uh, Yitzchak uh, um, Rafik. Relkin. Relkin. Yitzchak Relkin. He owns a uh, chametz gemach. A chametz gemach? Wow, that sounds exciting. Yeah, Shmoki, I'm telling you, this is where all your nash went. Oh, no. Uh, you don't like that idea? That was a wonderful idea. I got rid of all my nash. Anyways, so he's going to talk to us about our chametz gemach, and uh, what you can do is donate your food to this chametz gemach, and he's going to tell you... Uh, how to do it, and where you can reach out to him, and yeah, so, yeah, Yitzchak, we're all on. Well, good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I've been invited here to tell you the, a project I started 10 years ago. This is the 10th year that I am doing right, so this. I was going to actually ask you, how many, this is 10 years, 10 years with, uh, so what is your, uh, what are we project about, you know? My project, when it started, started by accident. I was walking to the grocery store one night, and it happened to have been trash night. It was a couple of days before Pesach. And there was just a box of food sitting out in the street, and I noticed that it was full all of unopened packages of food. And I knew, I, didn't, I know, because I knew it was near Pesach. I knew it was just a from wow. family that was throwing everything away. So I just took the box home with me, and I sold it with my own stuff. And then after Pesach... I gave it away to a family who I knew could use the help. And then I couldn't get it out of my mind because I come from suburbia and people are selling their hummets in suburbia. They're not throwing stuff away. Suburbia. Yeah, oh, no, Shmelke, come on. No, you can't interrupt. He's a mill talking. Go ahead. So I could not get it out of my mind. And I kept thinking, well, if there's that, there's got to be more. So I kept thinking of more and more ways to draw attention to the fact that, you know, we, that, that one, Baltashvis is a big era. Two, there are halachas about selling chametz. And three, we know that in the community, there are people that are not doing well. So I put those three things together and I said, I got to do something about this. So every year I kept pushing for more and more publicity and reaching out to the community more and more with, with uh, Hamodia, with other Brooklyn magazines that, that write articles. And, and every year it kept growing and growing. And even last year, uh, I was able to get 6,000 pounds of food that was able to benefit people who really needed it wow so you got uh how many so how many uh like uh, uh you know what is it how many pounds of food do we give away in well this over the course of the first nine years that i've done the project i've given away thirty thousand pounds of food that is, i mean that if you think about just trying to do even the roughest of calculations on how much that was worth that's worth a lot of money especially since Kosher food does happen to cost more, and and I've been very fortunate that on some years, some families even give me 
like momish flesh, which is very expensive. Even right now in my freezer, I must have two hundred and fifty, maybe three hundred dollars worth of meat in my freezer waiting to uh -huh. be given away after Pesach. So uh, again, I, I know that there's families that are not doing so well in, in this Brooklyn community, and and I just thought that it was horrible to to throw food away and to allow that food to get wasted when it can benefit someone. So do we accept uh, open packages or is there only closed packages or is there any type of things we want? So what I work with is I, I for the most part, work with non-perishables, unopened packages, and recognizable hexers. Only exceptions that could be perishable, as I mentioned a little bit just a few moments ago, was if it's either actual mamish flesh or chicken, because that's, you know, puff pastries, you know, <laughs> that doesn't really do anybody any good. But mamish flesh is really going to help out a family, so... Those are the kinds of things that I work with. I mean, if it's okay, can I tell them my phone number? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, you're welcome to say your please. phone number. So yeah, my sure. telephone number is 718-377-6361. And uh, I'm located at 1101 East 3rd between I and J. But please don't just drop anything off. Please call me first so that I can get, in a, get a feeling of the kinds of foods that you want to donate uh, and when you can donate. Because I... I don't want to have any unattended drop-offs because, it, it, I, you know, I wouldn't want the food to get ruined by, you know, being unattended. So please, please right. call me first. Mm -hmm. So so what other uh, things can we, uh, like, drop off? Can we drop off the nash and stuff like that? Well, anything from top to bottom that, that's hummets that you can possibly uh, imagine that you'd either be throwing away or just, you know, don't want in your house, you know, it's... Again, it's all the things you can think of. It's it's rice, it's pasta, it's cereal, it's beans, it's it's people are even giving me wine and you know, I mean it's crazy that wine is Koshala Pesach, but what I'm able to do with things that are Koshala Pesach is I get them right back out the door. Cause just like families are struggling during the rest of the year, they're also struggling to, uh, on, to make a, a Seder. And there's a woman that I work with and she is helping people to to make a Seder. So so, uh, you know, already I've given, even now, up to now, I've already given away two cases of wine just in this, this run on, on the gamak. Wow. That's unbelievable. So, I think my video... Anyways, go ahead. So, continue talking. you know, it, and I mean, it's really unfortunate. I mean, my, the real goal is that we shouldn't have to, to do this at all, you know, that everybody should have what they need. But, right. you know, in the meantime, I know that a lot of you are, are currently cleaning out your houses. And I hope you'll, you will, you know, consider calling me up and, and, you know, wanting to make sure that that food gets to someone who can really need it. And on top of that, I happen to know a family who's, who, I, and I know them personally, so I know that they're kind of struggling. I know that they have some debt. So I'm also asking that... In the course of your Pesach preparations, and that if you're going to come to me with food donations, that you might also consider including uh, a financial donation. So you, you can also, if not only you help out with food donation, you also help out with uh, money donations too? That's well, just, it's, in the, you know? it's just a particular family that I know, and I happen to know that they have some debts, and I really want to try and help them out this year. That's all. So well, let's see on, uh, no, how much pounds of food do we uh get a year let's say we're talking about chicken um well the perishables i'm 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 just doing this totally on my own so I, anything that i do is is you know my landlord is letting me use his garage to store all the food in but the perishables i'm putting in my own personal freezer so i usually thank you to yitzhak's uh, real, real landlord yitzhak wilkins landlord uh 
we are greatly appreciated uh, the fact that you let him use your garage, and we appreciate it. I most certainly do, or the project would not be able to move forward without him. As I was saying, uh, any perishables that I do take is, is you know, it, it, it's at a premium because my, just like most people, my, my, I don't have an industrial freezer. I just have a normal one. So I only end up being able to take kind of. Another question I just thought of. Sure. Uh, what, what, what are we uh, trying to, so you give it away, yeah? You say you give it away to. Well, let me also, I'll, I'm sorry. Let me describe the process a little more. When you bring me the food and you, once you hand it to me, it becomes my property. So I, I have to sell it just like I would sell my my own so it's hummus. Not, so now, well, you know, I don't even have to worry about hummus because it's on your achrayot. Uh, yes. Right. So the question is, when you first started, how many uh, families did you think you were going to help? Um, well, I, I know, know that's a little. I like didn't really a, calculate it like that right. because the first few years it was only going to like that's one, a really one or... question that's like really uh, depends on. Uh, like no, I'm saying like you give let's say uh, the bread. You give the bread also, or uh, um, I usually don't take bread. I mean, I have taken it in the past, but I usually do not because you know it, it's just it, not it's, enough room. Well, so there's you, that, and it would kind of sit in the freezer for a week. So and, what do, what type of foods do we prefer? Uh, let's say spaghetti, noodles. Oh, yes, yeah, those are you. Well, flour, cereal, beans, rice, uh, all the all the shalach manos. That's usually the first stuff that, sh that shows up. Um, uh, cake mixes, just any anything that you. Because right, I don't know. I think Spartan eat rice, so. I, well, I, yes, I, that's that's true. But I, you know, most of the people who are donating are are you know are Ashkenazim not, and Hasidim oh, okay. and and that kind of stuff. So that they're. I mean, uh, really, you don't have say, to give away kidneyos at all. You could you could put kidneyos on your seder plate as long as you don't eat it. I, I actually I would like to say a special thank you to Komavasa. Komavasa helped uh, me get uh, get your number. Yes, they've and been extremely supportive. I would like to thank them too. They've <laughs> interviewed me for I don't know four or five years now. The community is so enthusiastic in in wanting to help out. I'm I'm you know I. The project started small. It started just I, I didn't you know so you how were, many years you ago were, you said. I, I've done it for nine years, and this is going into this, this, this tenth, particular yeah. year is the tenth year. So you were asking before about how I envision the families getting the food. I, 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 at first, I didn't really think of it that way because the first couple of years was only just one or two, maybe three families. But once it exploded, once it really started to go big, people started calling me. I know another family who needs help, and and I distribute. And then, like these two women, they themselves distribute to other families. So what I do is I consider I consider myself with those two like I'm a wholesaler. So I just they just take away a van of food, and then they, they redistribute it to their families. So how many families is it touching? I don't actually know that. You don't know that. Okay. I don't. I don't know that number. So let's say right, you you started uh, out, let's say nine years ago. So Nine years ago, did you, uh, would it come to the right mind that you thought it would uh, grow? Or No, I never thought it would get you this did? big. It's very, it's a very physical, labor-intensive mitzvah to, to do. Yeah. Um, what have, the unfortunate thing is that a lot of people sort of wait till the last minute. So most of the action, this multi-shabbos, I think my phone is going to start ringing like crazy because that's when the, the usual happens is, is that last, couple of days is when all the action happens. It could end up being like a thousand pounds of food a day comes right. in that so last if, week. So uh, if people out there, if you have uh, extra chametz, uh, let's say noodle, clothes packs, we're talking about clothes packs. We don't, he does not take uh, open packs, I correct. believe. Correct. Right? That's correct. I can only take clothes packs. He only takes clothes packs. And if you are giving, uh, uh, if you are giving the food also, 
you know, could give a donation. It, it's a little bit of on the expensive side to run such a gemach. Um, well, no, the money. It's my, not an expensive no, thing. Did I just say it wrong? Well, oh, I, no. what I do is I I do everything I can to keep my expenses essentially to zero. You know, on recycling day, I take the boxes off the street. The only so far, the only cost that I've had year to year is buying packing tape. So that okay. cost me like seven dollars. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> the money, the money that I raise, I the money that I raise is going to families, not to any. So, you know, my my efficiency rate compared to other uh, uh, charities is like ninety nine point nine 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 percent. Like I said, okay. my expenses is like ten dollars at the most. Oh, because I thought I thought uh, maybe you, you had a lot of expensive running a gemach. I thought it was very no. I, know, I do everything I that I can. Gemachs are very expensive. I know this gemach. Well, they have very... to clean the clothing and they have to store it. Yes. And me, the food comes in. Well, I you do have to store it. No, you well, in pay. my landlord's garage. Right. So that uh, cost me a dollar to rent the garage from him. We... Oh, that, is that really? That's what it is. <laughs> well, apparently, because I, I, we have to make a formal contract to make but sure that I'm, I'm renting he, the space he, from him. He's not there on Pesach. Yes, right? he is here, but. And to to ensure that the space is mine during Pesach, I rent the space from. It's unbelievable! It's unbelievable. Well, there's somebody... a lot of halachas I have to keep in mind. I I, I can't take any chances that I'm going to mess anything up because otherwise, that's six thousand right. pounds of food down oh, the drain. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so uh, how how much uh, pounds of food do the let's say did we start with? Well, the first ago. the first year was like a hundred pounds. A hundred pounds of food. It was so this we're small. Talking about just chicken. No, no, no! It was just a couple Not of boxes. Every... No, that the 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 perishables didn't really start till a couple of years ago. Um, the first couple of years, it was just like a box or two here and there. Um, and then I, in, in the beginning, I rode my bike around Brooklyn picking things up. But then that got that, to be crazy. Just, it, right. it was just too hard. I can because too much. Why. You know, when I'm getting six thousand pounds of food now. I mean, last year I got sixty six hundred right. pounds it, of food. Very... So I can't. I can't ride around Brooklyn, you know, bike doing right. that. It is very hard. Yeah, I agree with that. So it I'm I'm very, saying very to people that they would well. consider the drop-off as part of their Pesach preparations. Well, you know, just like maybe you'd have to toil some dishes or you have to go food shopping. So you're coming to me to drop off the food is that, part of your Pesach very, preparations. That's really actually very inspiring that somebody is giving out his own time. If boys and girls, you think about it, you guys actually, this is a talent. And since this is actually a talent show, it is. Yeah, Schmokey, believe it or not, it's a talent show. Um, so it's, since it's a talent show, this does take a lot of talent. It does? Uh, of course. I mean, taking all those boxes of food and wrapping it up and saving it till after Pesach and renting a garage. And boys and girls, you actually could start your own Fugamach uh, for Pesach. You could tell your mommy and tati. Yeah, don't tell your mommy and tati to do anything. They're going to get angry. Well, uh, tell them respectfully. Maybe they'll listen. Just tell them to bring it over to Yitzchak. Okay, fine. That's okay, too. I'm sure Yitzchak would appreciate that if they uh, gave it over to him. Well, right? Yeah, that'd be awesome if other people wanted to uh, do their own little mini projects and gather a bunch of food together from friends and family and neighbors and then bring it all to me. That would be awesome. So, uh, let's say in the past, what type of, uh, you know, like, what, let's say they uh, bring uh, instant soup. Do we accept instant soup and stuff like that in this gemach? Is that, like, what, what, do you, what do you accept? Anything that's kosher, that's uh, non-perishable, that mm -hmm. you are getting rid of, I will take and I will redistribute. I mean, I have it in broad categories. Because what I do is, when it gets brought to me, I have to unbox everything and then repack it by category. Because when they, if they're, you know, I, these people need help, so I have to show them respect too. So 
you know, I have to treat the garage like a grocery store. Yeah. If I just threw everything in the garage, it would be impossible to give it away if it weren't organized. You know, so I put the flour with the flour and the soup mix with the soup mix and the pasta with the pasta. So that way, when someone comes to me so that, and they that, say... That takes a lot of time. It takes tons of time. So any kids willing to volunteer? Yitzchak uh, Relkin. I'm sorry, I always get mixed up That's with the okay. names. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're a mix-up. No, I'm not a mix-up. I'm Moishi. Um... So Yitzhak Relkin is going to be very happy for uh, to get uh, junior uh, volunteers to uh, help out with a, uh, a packaging and uh, wrapping up. Do, do you actually uh, do you sell it before you put it in? I mean, how do you know what you put uh, selling? If, well, you know? the gabai of my shul takes care of that. He, I guess, he does it for all the people who daven in the shul that happen to daven in. So just when he, the, the couple of days when he is preparing all the contracts, I go to him and and, and I sell it through through my shul. Right, but right, how do you know what you're selling? I'm saying like like usually you have to write what you're selling. No? Well, uh, I, he's the places. he is more halachically aware of that of the specific details. I just kind of write down my you know my name, address, and phone number. Oh, he knows. I give a rough uh, estimate right. of how much food I think I have, and uh, right, that's what I meant. Rough I mean, I can't, I couldn't list just like. All yeah, six thousand pounds of <laughs> that would you know that would That's you know it would be impossible that to is, articulate that, a list like that. That. Is, that is a lot, yeah. I mean, I think it's yeah. going to be less this year. I mean, I'm hoping maybe for a bounce back um, before everything's so, over. Boys and girls, remember if you have any uh, uh, any uh, leftover from shalach monot, any uh, leftover noodles. Yeah, man, I love noodles. Uh, no shmolki for Pesach, we don't eat those type of noodles. They're they're yeah, but uh, Sparta meat, uh, I believe Sparta meat. Yeah, Sparta meat. Rice. Yes, they Sparta meat rice. That's true. Um, so let's go back. So let's say nine years ago. So we start off with, let's say, 100 pounds. Right? Yeah, that's that was, that, that was something along those lines the first year. So over the years, how much did you, let's say, let's say, how much are we down from last year? Let's say. Um, well, I think... I I don't I didn't keep a day to day log of the, the but I think I had maybe fifteen hundred pounds by this point last year but I only have maybe like five or six hundred at the oh. most by now. I mean it's okay you know it's all from coming from upstairs so I'm I'm it's just have, I'm yeah, just no, I'm mean, just happy to help out no matter what the so number yeah, is. Well, everybody who's listening, you know, it's a very big mitzvah. Yeah, not only you're getting rid of your chametz, but you're also helping out the unfortunate people who need it really badly after Pesach. Why do they need it? Because they can't. Afford, unfortunately, they it's a lot of money to run Pesach. How much does it cost? Uh -huh. I'm not going to give an estimate on Mike. Am I Schmelke? Uh, you could give an estimate. Okay, around let's say the matzahs cost eighteen hundred dollars. Oh no, that's expensive. I told you it's going to be expensive. Uh, what, what do you say? How much do you you think? How much does it cost after Pesach? So, let's say right. The what do you mean, the value of the food that I've collected um, and distributed? Uh, let's say you give out, right? How much, you know, of the food? I'm I'm sure you give out, like, all the food, right? So how much? <laughs> yes, 100% of it. How much, I'm saying, how much would the value be? Uh, I, I wish there were someone who is versed, you know, and money, huh? some sort of an economist or someone who, who <laughs> works in the food industry who could give me a rough estimate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't have the slightest idea. I mean... All I know is this: thirty thousand pounds is the amount that I've collected and distributed. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I really think it's a really big mitzvah that we uh, do with uh, our, uh, with uh, the community to do. And you, you've done it for nine years. You said, yeah. Yes. 
And uh, people who uh, want to donate, they can... Well, let me recap all the information again. My name is Yitzhak Relkin. It's, I don't have a fancy name for it. I just call it the Chomets Gamach. My telephone number is 718-377. Let's make him a name. Make him a name? What are you going to name him? The Chomets Gamach. He just said that. Oh, my. Okay. Okay, so I'll, let me start again. My phone number is 718-377-6361. And I'll even give you my email address. is Yitzhak at Relkin.com. That's Y-I-T-Z-C-H-A-K wow. at Relkin, R-E-L-K-I-N.com. And please make sure to put Chomets Gamach in the subject line. If you have any questions, anything at all, please contact me. Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, is the last day that I can take food because... It is because Chomets night. Well, no, but because Chomets is Thursday night. Oh, whoops. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, uh, unfortunately, my sheet doesn't know much. I actually do know. And, uh, and no, sometimes I make mistakes on the air. That's, that's not nice. You make a mistake. Hey, Schmelke, don't uh, make fun of me on the air. You're also on the air. So I need to end Wednesday night so that I can make sure that all the hummus is properly packed away and so that I, I and then I can't start even cleaning my own apartment till the hummus so gamach you, is so ended. You know that right. it's uh, till it's put to bed, so to speak. Yeah. So really, we would, uh, you know, so you need to, I guess, uh, so we would appreciate everybody to, uh, Give your um, give uh, from your donation and give from uh, you know if you have leftover uh, meat, uh, breaded meat. We're talking about uh, we have clothes packs no, of meat. Raw meat if, is what people are giving. Like raw raw meat. If you're giving raw meat, so this would be uh, this would be uh, you know a perfect chance to uh, give uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, thank you, uh, Yitzchak, and. Uh, so, uh, Nisim, do you want to ask Yitzhak any questions, or you don't have any questions to ask? By the way, Nisim just walked in. Uh, Nisim walked in for he was dominating. I just walked running the staircase. So, uh, <laughs> so, all right, you want it. to ask about the trip to... The trip to Uman. Uh, yeah. So, actually, you know, Nisim over here, you know, boys and girls listening, Nisim did a trip, amazing trip. And f how many days, Nisim, did you do this trip? It's like four days. Uh, he's unbelievable. He did this in four days. And uh, it was really, uh, I heard it was a very uh, labor trip, right? But yes. do you have any questions for Yitzchak? No, uh, no, I know just, to, I would say that. To return, you know everything about him. I, do, I know he was here already a few times. Uh, which I oh, and chesed. he talked about his gemach over here? Yeah, which I shall chesed. Oh, yeah, you, you know, you... You don't tell me beforehand. You don't. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So. So all right. he's uh, okay, but uh, repeat the numbers. You know, it's worse. Right. Uh, Great. Number. So repeat your number and email so, address. So one last time for everyone. So my name is Yitzchak Relkin. My telephone number is seven one eight three seven seven six three six one. And just in case you want to email me, that's Yitzchak at Relkin dot com. Y i t z c h a k at relkin, R-E-L-K-I-N.com. All right, so... Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, basically, we're very happy to have you, and... Uh, so thank you, know, you so much for having me down here. And uh, uh, I hope to hear from your enthusiastic listeners I, uh, sometime uh, yeah, before Wednesday. So if you guys, uh, boys and girls, are listening, I'm hoping for you to come. And yeah, 
And believe it or not, I believe Shlemy Dax has just walked in. Welcome, Shlemy Dax. Um, well, and yes, Hulk, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so and, much. Yeah. Um, all right. Boys and girls, we have a pleasant surprise. Baruch Hashem, Shlemy Dax was able to make it tonight. And, uh, you know, Shlemy Dax is one of my uh, actually favorite people that I uh, love listening to his music. You do? Yes, I really did enjoy listening to all his music. And he, as a matter of fact, he owns a Shlemmy Dax band, which he will talk about on the show. And uh, there's a lot more to say uh, about him. But uh, we're going to let him do more of the talking than me because I don't like to talk so much. So without further ado, Shlemmy Dax. That's a new one. Uh, <laughs> That's Shlomo, a new Rabbi Dax, I'm sorry, Rabbi Dax, uh, I believe you also get a mazel tov on uh, your son David getting married. Yes, yeah. my son David got married a few months ago, January Ah, how do you say Yiddish? Mabruk. No headphones, right? You want headphones? No, we don't need it, as long no, as I can need, hear. You don't need I don't need as long as you hear me. We, we all hear you, don't worry. Are we live? Being, oh yeah, we're, we're live over there. We're live over here. We're live over wow. there. Wow. Yeah, I'm all set up. Very nice. So the new so, world, the new world of social media. Amazing. You know, Different world. You've changed since last time I met you. If you Friday cannot uh, fight them, join them. That's right. <laughs> um, I, uh, I mean, hate to skip and jump into this interview, but talking about when I started recording into today, I tell all the new young up-and-coming recording artists how lucky they are, in a sense, that if they come up with if they can, if they sing a song within a half hour, the whole world can hear it. Someone in Brazil can hear it in Israel in That's minutes. <laughs> when I came out with my CD, started making CDs, the only way someone in Chicago could hear my CDs is if they go to this farm store and buy it. How many and years I, ago has it been since you came, uh, since you came out with your first CD? Let's just say my I first know you CD. Were starting off. Let's first uh, work it this way. Where did we start off? our music career so my my music career really started as a child uh seven six seven years old i was in all the little young uh, the choirs amude sheish boys choir miami boys I choir of Abram course Fried was in amude sheish as well yes avram freed as well uh i have some solos with avram freed then he was avram freed like we didn't know who he was he was a small guy back then right small, seven, yeah, cute uh, years, guy uh, eight, 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 nice guy, yeah. nice voice but we looked up to him because I was a, a little younger than he was. I still we, look up to him, actually. <laughs> we all do. He's legendary. He has nitzchias in this business. It's incredible. Incredible that he's uh, like so a fine wine, really. You started off in uh, Mudeshesh and you... Silver Zemmer Boys Choir. And you Yossi went to Miami. I know you went to Miami Boys. Miami Boys Choir. And uh, I also sang on 613 Torah Avenue. Uh, oh, did you? That's interesting. Uh, Boys and Girls, if you heard of 613 Torah Avenue... You know who does some of the singing. Amid Bandavaram I did. Uh, Stiebel Hopper's uh, Chalant Chalant and, uh, you know, the, the Yassi With Toe. Country Yassi? Country Yassi and the Stiebel Hoppers I sing on that. <laughs> well, I'm actually trying to get him to be on, but he won't and even And then he potched me. me. Only the parents are going to really know that. <laughs> I don't think your young listeners are going to remember that song. Um, and then throughout the days, my first real adult experience So what was, was the first CD you came out with? So my first solo CD of my own was right after I got married, because my Rebbe's and everybody said, wait till you get married, don't put out CDs before you're married. And it was a very, very good advice, I must tell you, looking back. 
Uh, so my first CD was 1994. Amala Kagur was on that one. Uh, Yitzi Bold composed uh, most of the songs on that album. So, Rabbi Bold, if you're going to watch this video later on, um, uh, he actually works in my yeshiva. Oh, yeah? I work in Mill Basin Yeshiva Academy. Oh, he lives so, Rabbi there. Bold, oh, no, no, he lives in... Uh... Rabbi Bold actually works there, and he's a music teacher in that yeshiva. Oh, wow. Very nice. He's going to be, I'll give him a little plug. He's going to be doing a concert in Mag and David That's on right. Talamai He's going to be doing a concert with Delbert Perlman. I interviewed Delbert Perlman recently. Oh, yeah. He was, he was really cool to talk to. But uh, nice. so your first CD started in 1994. And how did you feel, let's say, let's say going on stage? What, what was the feeling? So, um, so I, 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 I was, I, I wasn't afraid of crowds already as a youngster. My mother pushing me into the choir, so I right away got rid of that fear. I flew as a child to Mexico uh, with Yachmiel Bagan. Uh, I was in Brazil when I was very young, so I got used to crowds and used to public uh, performing. So that, and, and it was a great thing because my bar mitzvah was like so easy for me to lane and not be afraid. That's the upside. When so the, the experience of it is uh, basically, let's say, kids who are uh, more to the shy side, that the joining a choir may help them self-esteem. Exactly. I had once help, an interview. Uh, I don't remember which um, organization or magazine it was. They asked me about the ups and downs. Should a kid join a choir today? I know some yeshivas are against it. Some yeshivas are for it. They feel that the kids could not only slack off on their studies. Right. So I'm sorry. We're sure, sure, sure. We're commercial break. To, uh, no commercial. Uh, uh, well, uh, he's a junior reporter. I told him to call in later, and okay. he's actually on. So uh, uh, Moshe, you're on, uh, and uh, please give your uh, weekly uh, speech. Okay, how are you, Maishi? I'm, uh, I'm terrific. Uh, you know, you actually, I have Shlemy Dax here in studio with me. So Yeah, I want... was listening until this very second I called in. That's, that's wow, fantastic. thank I'm you. Glad, I'm glad I got such a fan. Um, okay. I, 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 I just think it's going to be I, I just want to first, you know, say hello to Anissim and Shlemy. Thank you. Okay. Okay. All right. So what is it this week? So last week I did Shamar Lashon, and I said I would continue for a couple of weeks. But Pach is kicking in, and I decided to do some little, a couple of dvartires on the Haggadah Shol Pesach. Okay, so that that would be fantastic. I'm sure everybody's very eager to hear it. Yeah, I'm very eager. Uh, Shmulki, that's let him talk, not you. Okay. Okay. So the first dvartire is on Halachma Anya, and I'll just first say the title of Halachma Anya, so we can get onto the dvartire. Holachmania, this matter reminds us of the poor, meager bread, the Acholo Avasana, which our forefathers ate, but are the Mitzrayim in the land of Mitzrayim. So we thank Hashem that plenty that we have plenty to eat. So therefore, Koldechven, let anyone who is hungry, Yesevi come and eat with us. Koldechven, let anyone who is needy, Yesevi Yisach, come and take part in our Pesach meal. Hashata Hocha, this year we are here in exile in, in Golos. But let us not be sad because Hashem has promised to redeem us. The Shana Bon next year by may we be in Eretzisro, offering offering carbonus in the base of Migdosh, as the, as the Torah tells us. And Hashata Avdi this year we obey the rules of the Torah. The Shana Bon next year may we be free to keep the Torah without all these restrictions that we can't do since the base of Migdosh is not here. So the, the first Torah that I have is on. <coughs> is a good gematria on Halachmania. 
B'nai Yisrael ate matzah, the bread of the poor, while they lived in Mitzrayim. Here is something amazing. Add up the letters of Lachma Anya, the poor bread, and you will find it equals the, to the length of, of the time B'nai Yisrael stayed in Mitzrayim and ate this food. So Lachma, we have Lamed is 30, Ches is 8, Mem is 40, and Aleph is 1. 30 plus 8 plus 40 plus 1 equals 79. Then we have the word Anya. Ayin is 70, Nun is 50, Yud is 10, Aleph is 1. So 70 plus 50 plus 10 plus 1 equals 131. 131 plus 79 equals 210. And that add the two totals, and this is the number of years that B'nai Sol spent in Mitzrayim. Then we have one more Dvartayur. And then we have two more Dvartayurs. And I'm going to start off with Hamashul. Yitzhi is a very good student, but lately his father is worried about him. When he comes home at night, his jacket smells of smoke. At first, Mr. Goldstein convinces himself that the smell must come from us or some other place where people are smoking. After all, Yitzhi is only 16 years old. He surely wouldn't smoke, but after a while, Mr. Goldstein questions him about it. Yes, I smoke, Yitzhi admits, but I don't see why you are so nervous about it. A lot of my friends do it. It's accepted in our class. Mr. Goldstein can't convince, can't convince Yitzhi to stop smoking. He wouldn't listen to any arguments. A week later, he unfortunately finds a good, argue, he unfortunately finds a good argument. Ezra, his good friend, who is a heavy smoker, has been diagnosed with lung cancer and is hospitalized. He has told Mr. Goldstein how the smoking has affected his lungs. The next Friday afternoon, when Yitzhi's home, his father says, Sit down, Yitzhi. I have a story to tell you. He describes to, young, to his young son every detail of Ezra's lung, uh, of Ezra's lungs problems, and adds that the doctors don't have much hope. Yitzhi is frightened. He promises to stop smoking, but Mr. Goldstein, knowing that peer pressure is strong, worries that his son might try it again. Therefore, every night when his son comes home, he reminds him, Do you recall what happened to Ezra? Yitzhi nods. He doesn't need to hear the story again, but the memory of it helps him overcome his desires, his desire to smoke. So here we have a story that Yitzhi is a very good boy, but he starts to smoke. And, his, and he says that all his friends do it, there's nothing to be worried about. And his father says that it's not a good idea, and Yitzhi can't stop doing it. Finally, Yitzhi, um, his father comes up and says, that his friend, that Yitzhi's friend Ezra has lung cancer and is hospitalized and it's affecting his lungs too bad and the doctors don't have any hope. <laughs> Meanwhile, Yitzhi gets frightened and therefore he, st he, stops, he wants to stop smoking. But his father is scared that he might just, he, he might not be able to come over this desire. So he, every night, he say, when his son's come, when his son come home, comes home, he reminds him and he says, do you remember what what happened to Ezra? And then Yitzhi nods. He doesn't want really need to hear the story again, but the memory of it helps overcome his desire to smoke. Let's now understand what the Marshal was teaching us. Hashem wants a year to remember Yitzhi's Mitzrayim all the time. He therefore commanded that we tell the story in detail once a year. Besides, that it is enough to mention it only briefly in the morning and at night for the rest of the year. Thus, you see that the two topics are one and the same, showing that it is the most important never to forget Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Now we have one last Devar that I prepared. 
And that is that, that so, is okay. happens to do. This is as to be for next week because yeah, we have a guest and our okay, guest because right now we're our like, guest is we waiting. Are, uh, you know, short on time a little good. bit. Very well prepared. And but very we nice. realize you're very well prepared and uh you know for maybe uh next time uh, let's uh, also uh, I think the next time we'll give him an hour okay an hour. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. you're coming into the studio <laughs> okay yes this is it great sure, sure no problem man no problem. I, 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 I'm a, whoever comes in it gets the time what is your name Mushy Gutman from where from Brooklyn from Flatbush Flatbush yeah where, where do you go to Yeshiva Tovedas Wow, that's where I went. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, so Very yes. nice. Okay, yeah. have a great Shabbos. Wow. A good Yantif. Have Beautiful. Great, uh, Yantif. And uh, yeah, this, uh, this show will actually be on right after Pesach, the Thursday after Pesach. So we're, I'm looking forward to uh, listening to you. Uh, Moshe, and what want to do, you know, Badika's comments over the radio. Uh, that, okay. Uh, that, no, Shmokey doesn't agree to that. Okay. I, I'm, I'm just kidding. Why not? Because I got to check the comments. Okay. Right. It's, you know, our guest is really yeah. patient for right. us. So, so. <laughs> so let's I got, get okay, it. Okay, thank you. Shlomio, right? Okay, thank All you. All right. Thank have you. a good day. Okay, um, wow. Back to Rabbi Dax. And Shlomi. Okay, I'm sorry, Shmokey. Shlomi. Uh, back to Shlomi Dax. So you started back in 1994. That was 2014. Stop it, Shmokey. 1994, he started his first CD. So you started your first CD, and then how did we uh, continue? How did you get the big fan so, base? So, um, so Baruch Hashem, HaMalach was on that album, um, and I had uh, Yera from Yitzhi Bold on that album, and Chamoril, uh, which is done in many, many shuls throughout the world, uh, Yemen Arayim. Um, so Baruch Hashem, the album really took off, and uh, again, we didn't have social media back then where these CDs could just be heard by millions of people instantly. But then again, there was and, less and, uh, burning and actually, of CDs believe, as well. I believe, <laughs> I, I believe that the, the getting the CD out instantly has its ups and downs, right? It's more ups than downs. The downs are that more people are copying them and burning them and downloading them without paying for them, which is a different, another whole topic, another whole hour right. well, we don't on, a, on a different there, right? evening. Uh, I think one second, I think that J-Root Radio always, always said to our listeners, this is a, a pure gzilla, pure gneva. To do this, and you have to pay for what you're using. There's no question. Thank you, Nathan, for that. That was very entertaining. <laughs> no, Shmulky, that's not the nice way to say things. Anyways, back to Shlemmy Dax with the wonderful. Uh, uh, besides making your own album, right? Uh, I noticed something else. I've been by a few chasnas. You have? Yeah, I have been by a few chasnas. I've uh, and I've seen Shlemmy Dax Orchestra. That's that's your orchestra. Is that correct? That's correct. About 12 years ago, uh, we had to reinvent, as they say, go with the times um, and go with what the demands of what society uh, needed. And um, we decided to branch out and not just be a singer, but also provide musical entertainment. So how, did you for, first, uh, how did you first start becoming an orchestra leader? Like, how did that first happen? So it happened basically, um, the more weddings I was doing, the more calls I would get and people would call me and say, oh, you sing, you know, but maybe you, you know, I don't know the bands, I don't know the musicians, you sing there on those bandstands, you're on the stage, Who you, you know the musicians, could you get me musicians, the right musicians? And suddenly I saw, started to realize that I can technically uh, really put together really uh, a good product and do in the entire package, sing with a band. Uh, like a car comes with a steering wheel, a, a singer comes with a band. 
And uh, that was uh, the, uh, the rest is history. We just we started Shlomidak's orchestra and singers, but we give people choices. Uh, you know, there's a lot of taste. There's Coke, there's Pepsi, there's orange soda. People like different things. I let people choose any singer they want. Uh, they can take the band, and then they can choose other singers. There's Hasidish, there's Litvish, Israeli. Does it ever happen that you conduct the band and you're the singer? Yeah, absolutely. I, I sing many of my, uh, I still sing most of the weddings that I do, but many weddings, people have choices. Today, there's so much unbelievable talent out there, young, new, energetic singers, and uh, people have choices to uh, have have singers of their choice, and uh, they use my band, and it's, it's, it's beautiful, and it's uh, absolutely fine with me. Just as a reminder for everybody listening, we have Shlemy Dax, a uh, professional singer, a person who uh, owns an orchestra, Shlomitak's orchestra, and uh, his uh, son, as a matter of fact, is a singer. He sang by Ura many times, and he d- d- has done his... Uh, is he planning on coming out with albums of it coming up? No, no, not really. Um, he's going to Israel now after not, Pesach. He just got married. And he's uh, he does chuppas, all his friends' chuppas he's been doing. Uh, a couple of people called him and hired him to do chuppas. He doesn't want to do He doesn't CD really yet. want to do a CD. He doesn't really want to do weddings. doesn't want to be out there. All right, doesn't want to be out there. He's going to go to learn now in Eretz Yisrael for the year. After that's, Pesach, that's let's really... see how long he, he, he goes there right. for. Because I nice. remember him when he was just 12, 12 years old. Right. Time flies, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. We're, we're all getting younger, yeah, yeah. So do you need to know any instruments and starting, let's say, your orchestra? You need. What, did you need to know any, how to play any? instrument or uh, or you just like just start thinking um, you... I always tell everybody that uh, I'm really not really that talented at all I come with a little bag with a microphone and these guys the musicians are the real talent they read music they play right, but... they're trained they learn mm-hmm. how to read music um, I know music theory and I'll understand what I want to hear and I'll understand that this should be louder bass should be lower I'll understand the music concept, but I actually do not play an instrument. Um, and perhaps when I was younger, I wish I did learn how to so play how keyboard. Do you, how do you conduct them? If let's say, like, right, I guess you know how to read the notes, then, uh, yeah. No, you, it's not about reading the notes. The conducting isn't like the, like conducting in the sense of a Yisrael Lamb or or a Yaron Gershovsky, somebody leading and and like a or a. Oh, they know uh, how to play themselves from. They their play themselves own... and they're following the notes. Oh. What I am doing is I'm not conducting. I'm just organizing that I know what song to go into, song at the song at the song to keep the flow okay, so that's, uh, and to call the songs. How do you and know that's how something to do you, that? You just say. you after doing enough weddings, you 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 <laughs> learn how you learn how to do it. In the head. You see all of a sudden a Rosh Hashiva come in the middle. You have to know to tell them to go into the song that that Rosh Hashiva wants to hear. Right. Uh, Kala comes in from the women's side to the men's side. You have to. Uh, you 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 learn and you adapt uh, how to how to run the band oh, so and how to do it. A question because this is a kids' shows and the, and the name of the of the shows is Kishone, is talent, mm-hmm. and every kids want to know. And we believe that each kids has his own talent. Absolutely. Uh, so I would just you uh, encourage kids to continue doing stuff. Uh, you know, like for example, I know that your son is running, uh, singing and. Uh, it didn't take it uh, to the so-called the professional level, but he's enjoyed it, right? Sure. Correct. So this is something that I will really want to talk. You talk about it, just you know, parents and uh, kids that there's something that want to talk about uh, instruments, vocal, anything that uh, sound, lightning. I know that's involved a lot of uh, involvement in basically in the katuna or any production. Correct. 
Uh, absolutely. I mean, what I what I like to tell parents are is that they should. Every child has a very unique talent. Every child is special, and every child has different gifts and different kuchas. They really, really do. You have to know that, and try to to zero in on it, focus on it, and 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 bring the best out of him. You know, parents a lot of times call me and say, oh, you know, should I send my son to camp? Uh, I'm a, and they think about themselves that, oh, I'm going to miss him or I'll be homesick because he won't be with me. And I tell parents, your child could thrive in camp because they're with different children. That's when they can be, they can go on the basketball court and suddenly they're, they're doing well in sports. They sing in a cantata. They sing in the camp choir. Certain things during the year you can't do in a yeshiva, right. in a yeshiva surrounding or environment. And it's a great way to so, show your talents. One of the ways that my mother realized that I could sing that I had some kind of talent to sing was because she sent we went I went to camp Camp Tarvadas when I was very young I was seven years old I went for 18 summers and the first summer my mother my parents come uh, to visiting day and they say you know that your son sings beautifully we heard him do Zmiris on Shabbat on Shabbos and 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 now we're going to have him sing in the choir in color war and all of a sudden you you build confidence and you start realizing hey I I I have a I have a, uh, a car so parents have to really really Take the talent and run. If your child you see is musical, get him piano lessons. Let him learn on a Sunday when he's off from yeshiva, have someone teach piano. Because there's nothing in the world like a child gaining confidence and building confidence and realizing that. And then he smiles. He's a happier child. And he has a simcha sachayim. Right, and I it's a beautiful music, thing. Music has good therapy also. Absolutely. Music is very therapeutic. There's nothing to talk about. You touch a very good point about the parents. Basically, many times the parents don't believe in, the, in their kids, unfortunately. And this is something that we, we always talking about it. Parents have to give, give you know, in Hebrew we said that you have a very famous song in, in Hebrew. I go up from the can, the, 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 what do you call it? The chick fly away from the nest. Mm-hmm. Let, let the chick fly, you know. And uh, uh, what do you call it? Build let the himself. flower blossom. Is that yeah, what you're exactly, to say? yes. Okay, great, great. Nice. Yeah, but you know, you 100%. don't. All, you don't. All the uh, the kids has to be mm, flying they need away. Needs parent nourishment. Nourishment, one hundred percent. Absolutely. And I thank my mother till today. I, uh, you know, I have, I have, uh, I have older kids myself already today. That my mother had the insight to 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 realize that this is something I I love to do. I wanted to do. And it's a, and music especially if a child is musical it is the greatest simcha sachayim I, I I get the opportunity to go sometimes to hospitals and you sing for people and you see the simcha there that that it brings minute one minute to the next suddenly they're alive and they're smiling and they feel better and the doctors say to us sometimes it's better than even uh, antibiotics or and and it's not a joke because there's something special and if you see it's a, a child has talent. Run with it, you know. Give him that encouragement. No, no question about it. So let's go back now. We're gonna rewind. We're rewinding back to the orchestra. Um, so back to the orchestra, right? So when you first started the orchestra, how and what did you do to get the band players to come? So, um, so in the beginning it was tough because uh, everything kalas kalas kashas. When you start something, it's always tough. Um, but I had that break where I was working with them for many many years as a singer, so I knew them all very well and I had relationships already with them. Um, so it was in the beginning it was difficult to get the right groups of people. Yeah, it has to be a shidduch. It has to be a group that's that's that that plays well together, that's comfortable with each other. 
Uh, you have to drop your ego when you're on the bandstand. You can't be thinking, oh, I want to do the solo and the guy next to you, it has to be a team. And uh, if you don't, if they don't work as a team, then you can have in the greatest individual players, um, but it won't, will not sound good. And I say it about basketball, about anything. If you have five great basketball players, but all of them, all they're thinking about is shooting, then, then they, that team will not win. So that was, uh, that was the, the only challenge I had to get the right group of guys that, 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 you know, that can work together and just blossom and just sound amazing, sound natural, that people look at them and you say, wow, these guys want to be here. They're not looking at their watch. Oh, when is this wedding over? They're happy to play. They're happy to be there. And they're feeding on the simcha. They see the dancing. They, they play even better. And you just, and the simcha just uh, explodes. And it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing, a wonderful feeling. So that have happened that you had, let's say, two singers come together? And, uh... Sure. That happens not, not that often because it's more expensive and it's costly. But we've had uh, several times uh, I've had uh, more than one singer. Um, very often I have Barry Weber together with another singer because Barry happens to be that unique singer that just is very chilled and very smiley and calm. And he doesn't get bent out of shape when another singer is singing right. with him. Not that others do, but others have sometimes a little bit naturally, they have a, a, it's harder for them. And it doesn't mean they're a bad person. <laughs> they're, they're just, he's much more natural and it's easy for him to adapt to, with anyone. You sing, I sing, and you don't, and he just lets it go. So a lot of times I'll do it with him more than others. And he's, uh, and it's a machaya. It's really nice. They harmonize each other and it's, it's, uh, it's nice. So, uh, and uh, you know what? How many uh, instruments you have in a band, you know? Oh, it's, uh, it depends on the night. Uh, generally, six or seven is the basic, uh, you know, guitar, drums, keyboard, trumpet, a saxophone who also plays flute, and a bass guitar could be the sixth, and a violin could be the seventh. And then you add on more and more, whoever if people want more. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's something that I don't take for granted, that this is my panasa. You know, this is what I do for a living. To, you're doing simchas for people. You're doing things with people at their happiest moments of life and you're getting to be a part of their, their simcha. And when you get an email at four in the morning when the person gets home from a wedding, it's so nice. Uh, I recently did a wedding of a 32-year-old uh, girl and a 34-year-old boy who was struggling, going out for 10, 12, 13 years, how hard it is. And then I, got, I was the lucky chosen band and singer. I was in Williamsburg, and then to get an, a, a text, an email from, from, from the Kala and from the Kala's mother that night, you made our simcha, it's so special. That's worth more than everything else, to feel so good after you do a simcha. And that's something I never take oh. for granted. Really a beautiful gift that Hashem gave me, and I, it's, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate. Well, wow. that's, that's really, that's it's really a unbelievable. Um, the next question that was going to be, so you and you have your band. So six or seven, you said, yeah. Six. Depending on the night, what people can afford. You so, know? You know, what about let's say a one-man band? No, you. you so do we that do as that well. as well, absolutely. Um, today you have such technology. The one-man band sounds so incredible that sometimes I say to myself, "Wow, you know, <laughs> they're hurting our our live band business." But they're really, really good. There's some guys that are are, are really, really talented. So you might have heard of Ellie Melech Adler, yeah? You heard of sure, him? Sure, I know well, Ellie Melech Adler very well, well from Passaic. He came in here as well. I know his parents. Him. Sure, sure. His mother is a very famous uh, music writer years ago, oh, Ella yeah, Adler, I yeah. I didn't know anything about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has famous children's tapes, yeah. 
she's a very talented woman. And they're very special people. Imelech was lived in Phoenix for many years. Oh, did he? Okay, he doesn't. And, uh, he doesn't. Uh, you know, he, we don't discuss that private life. Sure, we discuss he, more musically as instrumental. Well, he's an no and he didn't want to we, tell uh, you about Kirov and other special yeah. things that he was involved in living we in. We really Phoenix. only discussed what his music because I saw him coming with his guitar, with his uh, uh, such a whatever you call it, such you know? a special uh, person. I come from special parents, so it's not so. Uh, you ever had, had him? To... Did, did he? Any of like, we we did a few jobs together. Yes, uh, you know he was in Phoenix, like I said. So it was many years that we didn't. But uh, yeah, we did a few. Yeah, I, last summer I think I. So let's say these band went players, say, you can have a band player, let's say, play guitar and do a harmonica at the same time, or is that like really uncommon? Uh, well, he does it, Eli Malik. I know uh, that. I know. <laughs> uh, that, uh, it's very unique. Very few will do that because it's hard. You have to concentrate on both. And, you know, some people feel jack of all trades and good at none and you're doing too many things, but he happens to be able to do it and he does it with his heart. So it's part of him. Um, I have a lot of musicians that double, like a saxophone also plays flute, but they're separate times. Uh, the chuppah, they'll play flute, very interesting. but they can't play both at the same time, obviously. You have one mouth <laughs> to blow, but... Um, uh, yeah, but that's a beautiful but thing. How did they get the fact that isn't it like totally different keys? No. No, so it's a wind instrument. So once you learn how to play a sax, they're similar. So it, I learned how to let's say, like. play clarinet. I would be able to play trumpet. Not automatically. Not you would automatic. have to learn learn it, but this. A lot of saxophone players can also play uh, flute and flugelhorn and other types of wind instruments. But you have a few guys that play keyboard, they can play drums, they can play guitar. You have a, some of those, too, that are incredible and very, very talented. So let's just wrap it up. So uh, we're just talking to Shlemy Dax over here. We've been talking to him for the last uh, 15, 20 minutes or so about his uh, musical career. Um, you you want to give your, let's say, your information of how to reach the, your orchestra? Sure. People would want that? Uh, you can call either my... A business home line, which is a seven one eight three seven seven eight three seven five. I don't mind if someone calls me on my cell, which is nine one seven two nine five three six zero seven nine one seven two nine five three six zero seven. And of course, you can always email me as well, Schleimi at schleimidex dot com. Pretty easy. Um, that's S H L O I M E at S-H-L-O-I-M-E-D-A-C-H-S dot com. You spell it Shlomi with a Y or I-M-E or M-E-E -E or Shlomo, then I will not get it. So that you have to spell correctly. And it has uh, to be uh, what? Shlomi? Shlomi and Shlomi Dex. Yeah, Shlomi has to be spelled uh -huh. Shlomo. Okay. Like Shlomo Melech. That's how it is. <laughs> like S-H-L-O-I-M-E, -S -H -S -H right? Okay. And so, uh, that's really it. Yeah. Right. Well, um, time is flying. But I want—I know that you, you tell us the story about the, the getting an uh, email at 2 o'clock. I want you to give, give us some kind of strange story that happened to you during Hasana. I can tell you one strange story <laughs> very quickly, and then I'll tell you even a better one. Uh, one strange story was there's a lot of a terrace uh, hall. There's a terrace Avram, there's a terrace Chaya, there's a terrace Chinka, there's a terrace Shleima, there's a terrace Rivka. So I'm, unfortunately, I'm not like my father and my grandfather. I'm an on-time person, exactly. If I have to be somewhere at 6, I get there 5 to 6. And, and I, if I have to be somewhere 7, I get there 5 to 7. So... 
Today, that day, I was lucky. I drive up into Williamsburg to Ateras Avram. It takes time to park your car over there. I walk in, and I see a whole different type of party, a dinner. A dinner. People, people are, are very still and quiet, and I'm saying, uh-oh, what's going on here? I have a, I'm supposed to have a wedding here with a band. There's nobody there. There's no band. It's a dinner. And I walk over, and they say, you have the wrong plan. There's no wedding here tonight. I quickly go back. I run to my car. I make a phone call, and I realize it's a terrace high in Borough Park. Whoa. So wow. I had mazel, and I, by the time I had no traffic, it was a Sunday. I got lucky, and I mixed up that terrace as it happens. And I drove all the way to Bar Park from Williamsburg, parked at a pump. And I don't recommend that. Don't do that at home. And I ran in, and literally they didn't even know that I wasn't there. So they were ready, the candles, they were ready to walk down the aisle. And Mazel, I... And they I, still didn't realize you were there? The, 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 I'm saying the band knew I wasn't there. Oh. The band was panicking and texting me, where are you, where are you? <laughs> but the people of the wedding, you don't want to get them nervous. Oh, I, guess, I guess that happens, right? Right, and you don't want to hold up 500 people. So the band kept on holding up and trying to push off. And they were literally, as they started walking down, I run in, had to catch my breath and started singing as they walked oh. down the aisle. <laughs> The best story I'll end with was I was in Brooklyn College on a Brooklyn College concert many, many years ago, and I, I ran off the stage so excited, and all of a sudden I see the whole front row like cheering me on and like, like wow, and I feel so good. I feel like, a, whoo, I'm somebody. They're all motioning at me and they're sticking up their hands, and I'm so, wow, they're really excited to be here. <laughs> and then only about halfway into the song did I realize that my yarmulke had flown off the, my, my, the sta- uh, flown off my head was on the side of the stage, and they were all motioning to me that Yamaka fell off. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought they were all screaming oh, that they're happy to see me. And then I realized that uh, yeah, I'm singing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one of the cute story. ones. Yeah. So any quick uh, takes that uh, one could inspire children to use their talents in the right way like you did? So the best way is to, again, zero in. Uh, if you can hear on, at the Shabbos table, it's very easy to see if your child can sing or if he has a knack. And it doesn't even have to only be singing. It could be, it could, there's so many things. Like we heard this wonderful boy from Yeshiva Tarvadas that we heard him speaking. He's confident and he speaks and, he's a, and, and he can write and he's eloquent. You have to have confidence in everything Hashem gives you. So if you can't sing, perhaps you could write. If you can't write, perhaps you could, you speak well. Perhaps you're very good in sports and you can help others who are not so good. Or a boy you see sitting on the side crying because he's not getting involved in the game. Help him and say, hey, come, let's play ball. Let's punch. Let's play punch ball or let's play soccer. You could do so much with other people, with your oh. talents and bring people closer and happier. Okay. Right. This was Shlomi. Uh, this, uh, this has been the Kishoni Hour with Shlomi Dak, with Yitzchak Relkin. Um, and uh, yeah, if you have any extra comments, please uh, give it to Yitzchak Relkin. He is, uh, you could reach him. Uh, Yitzchak, come here for a quick second. Tell your number. <laughs> and... Uh, We'll okay, a pleasure. For, oh, okay. We'll end up for you, Shlemy. Don't worry. One last time. My name is Yitzchak Relkin. 718-377-6361. He's the Chametz Gamach. Chametz Gamach. Now you, Shlemy, uh, with your number two for how to reach you with the orchestra. That's very nice. That's really nice of you. Uh, 718-377-8375. 718-377-8375. And again, my cell, I have no problem with people calling on my cell. Go 917-295-3607. 917-295-3607. Uh, and 
3607. To everyone, thank you so much for having me. All right. Pleasure to be here. I'm Moshe Grofo on Kishroni Hour. Now it's Shmelke. Okay, it's Shmelke on Kishroni Hour. And this has been the Kishroni Hour show with Shlomi Dax and Yitzchak Relkin. Thank you so much.